Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in to Off the Bench. I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Today is Monday, December the 28th. And now we are heading into the end of 2020. Moment of silence. We've almost made it to the end. We're going to have a great day today. It's Mailbox Monday. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I hope you guys are doing good today and that your hearts have been encouraged by what the Lord is doing and that you guys have been encouraged by Christmas and that your your hearts have been kind of refilled and refueled because we definitely have a lot to be refueled for in the weeks to come. Uh, I'm going to spend a little bit of time today because it's Mailbox Monday just answering your questions. I'm going to play some voicemails for you and uh, some of you guys are leaving me some really fun voicemails. I'm really encouraging. So before I get started, I know a lot of you are new to the podcast. Since we switched over to Anchor, we're coming up on, no, over 4 million downloads now here at Anchor. And so uh, I know there's a lot of you here who are brand new to the podcast. I'm going to let you know how you can leave me a message and have your message answered at the podcast. So I spend all of Monday at Mailbox Monday answering your questions. And then I'm going to try to answer them throughout the week because I always feel like I'm just falling behind (laughs) a little bit. So I'm going to try to to do that on a more consistent basis. Obviously, when uh, we when I have a guest on, I typically don't do that. But the way that you guys can reach out to me is simply by going to uh, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday, and you can fill out that form and you can leave a question for me there. Remember, I always tell you guys keep it short and sweet and to the point. And if you can tell me what it's about, like it's about mask mandates or it's about the Constitution or whatever it is. At the, at the onset, that helps me a lot. You can also leave me a voicemail, and you're going to hear some of those today at anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And uh, when you leave a message there, just know that you only have 60 seconds to record it. So it's, I think, helpful sometimes to think about what you really think about what you want to say before you record it so it doesn't cut you off. But we love that you guys are doing that. So thank you so much for doing that. Also want to say thank you for everyone who's been leaving reviews for the podcast over at iTunes. Uh, that is such an encouragement to us. We read every single one of those. And like I've been telling you guys for a while, our goal is a pretty big one. We really want to get to 10,000 reviews. So we're working at that just uh, and hoping that every single one of you that listen to this will leave us a five-star review over there and uh, talk about why the podcast has is ministering to you and what... Um, you know, what you like about it. So that's a really encouraging, awesome thing to do. Also want to let you guys know we're coming to the end of December, which means that the Bible study is going to pick back up again in the month of January. Uh, Those drop on the first Monday of every month. And for the month of January, we're going to wrap up our study in the book of Revelation. So we spent the last couple of months going through very, very slowly the first half of Revelation. And we're going to wrap up the whole second half in the month of January. Things just sort of tend to build and snowball. And so it's less about trying to explain the little nuances of Revelation. And we're going to kind of talk about uh, really the beginning of the end and what heaven is going to be like, the millennium, uh, when we can expect 
the second coming, because you know what? We know when the second coming is going to be. We don't know when the rapture is going to happen, but we can time absolutely the second coming of Christ. So we'll talk about that. And I hope you guys will join me. If you're brand new to the podcast and you want to join midstream, absolutely feel free to do that. And you can also download the first podcast. the first three months of that study, you can purchase those. Those are available and I will link back to those in the show notes today. So if you want to grab a friend and catch up and then catch me in progress, uh, you can also do that. Also wanted to say thank you to the many of you who have been continuing to send us Christmas cards and I'm, I love to get them. So you can send those to me just any old time. I love to get your Christmas cards in the mail. It's really an encouragement for us and we are just Um, blessed by you guys. Brianne from Oregon City, Oregon. Thank you so much. Don from Aurora, Oregon. Demetrius from Smyrna, Georgia, who wrote, do not stop speaking the truth ever. Uh, Thank you for that, Demetrius. And for those of you who have chosen to uh, just encourage us by sending in donations, especially as we round up the end of the year, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, you guys have been leaving awesome reviews for the podcast. Steph wrote, Heidi, I've been listening to your podcast since the pandemic started, and I just wanted to say thank you. The first episode of your podcast, I listened to you mention the prosperity gospel. I'd never heard of this, but was intrigued when you said to run if one was a part of it. I started to realize we were attending a church that was teaching the prosperity gospel. I started doing a ton of research and found a new Bible-based church all while my husband was deployed during the pandemic. Good job, Steph. And then I joined MomStrong International and started your Bible study. I finally feel like my family is headed in the right direction. We are in a church with a correct theology now, and I'm reading and studying the Bible for myself. I am so thankful for you in the podcast, which I still listen to every morning, without which my family and I would still be a part of the Prosperity Gospel False Teaching Road. I recommend your podcast to everyone I know. Steph, thank you so much for doing that. Um, It really encourages us that you guys are being blessed and that you're growing. And so this is awesome. So when you guys leave those reviews for the podcast, we read them. We see them, and I just wanted to say thank you. All right, let's jump into your questions again. You guys always leave me really great questions, and uh, the first thing I'm going to do is just start with a comment from Rachel. Let's listen to her voicemail, and then we'll talk about it. Hey, Heidi, this is Rachel. I'm calling from Michigan. Um, I'm a homeschool mom. I've been listening to your podcast for years and just so appreciate your, your words and your encouragement and um, how you always point us to Jesus. And I just wanted to say thank you. I was sitting here signing up for the MomStrong International Bible Study um, and the scripture writing. I've been wanting to do that for a long time, and I'm finally sitting down to to just do it, even though it's in the middle of Revelation. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm listening to your podcast, and you mentioned Christmas cards. And I just had to laugh because I had the exact same thoughts, was maybe even going to not do one for the first time in 20-something years. And um, I just love encouraging people through a card, and I love receiving them. And so funny thing is I did send one out to you and your family. Um, So I hope you get it. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much. keep being brave and being strong. And um, thank you for your encouragement. So Rachel, thank you so much for sending Christmas cards. Can I just say, can I just tell you, I 
love getting your Christmas cards. And I did get your Christmas card, Rachel. Thank you so much for that. You guys have been a huge blessing to us. And I think even as we're coming out of the Christmas season, some of you guys think, oh, it's too late to send the cards. It's not too late. You can still totally do it. And some of you didn't get them in the mail soon enough. And I think the Rona if there's anything we're learning right now, it's the preciousness of relationships. And so I've been sending Christmas cards out. Don't let the adversary steal your joy, all right? One of the ways that we encourage each other is just by doing the thing, by sending notes in the mail, by making cookies for your neighbor, uh, doing that thing, just getting out there and being in community because we are really being uh, poisoned right now in our relationships with each other. Absolutely. That's happening with the Rona and the mask mandates and the lockdowns and all the things. So, uh, be like Rachel, you guys, you can still send cards and encourage each other, send them to each other. You can send them to me, uh, Heidi St. John, care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington. You guys know the drill, right? 98682. Uh, next question came from Sheila. And Sheila, something happened to your phone. And so if you're wondering why I haven't played your voicemail, it's because something happened to your phone and the recording was too was too um, wonky. So I couldn't play it. So Sheila, if you're listening to this and you're like, I wonder what happened. Try it again. Give us a call again and uh, I'll be watching for you. Next question we're going to play comes from Becky in Manitoba, Canada. Hi, Heidi. My name is Becky. I'm sending this from Manitoba, Canada. My heart is really burdened uh, over what Christmas is supposed to look like this year. Um, our premier of the province has actually forbidden Christmas. He has admitted to being the Grinch who's stealing Christmas this year. Uh, since the beginning of November already, we have not been allowed to uh, socialize with anyone who's outside of our immediate household. We're not allowed to get together. There's no gatherings, no parties. Um, all small businesses are closed. Our churches are closed. And um, anybody who uh, refuses to comply to these public health orders, we face a fine of $1,300. The thought of not spending Christmas with my parents or my sister or having my kids be able to see their grandparents is actually just heartbreaking for me. And yet our pastors are telling us that it's okay that the government is valuing life by making these rules. So this is heartbreaking to listen to, right? So, um, and the reason I'm playing this, I know it's after Christmas, but I want people to be aware of what's happening in the in the country, in North America, around the world. I've said it before and I'll say it again. What's different about this, uh, this particular situation we find ourselves in is that it is worldwide. This is something we're talking about at MomStrong International as we study the book of Revelation. I believe that the church is ripe for the uh, entrance of the Antichrist according to how we see him described in the Bible and the circumstances in which he will make his entrance into the world. So it's possible that he's already here and just hasn't made his uh, himself known yet. But what's happening with these lockdowns and uh, with the tyranny that we find ourselves in, we're ripe for somebody to come in and say, I can fix it. I can fix it. And he's, the Bible says he's going to come in with a uh, with a with an attitude and a plan, and people are going to love him for it. And then uh, he's going to, by the time he reveals himself, it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. And Becky, I just want you to know, uh, you know, I get voicemails like yours and messages like them and emails like them almost every day. And I have said a prayer for you today and just I pray that your Christmas was a blessed one. And I'm going to encourage you guys to fight for your freedom. Canadians aren't used to that. 
And you guys are not fighters by nature. I know this because I've spoken in Toronto and I've spoken in uh, Manitoba and in British Columbia. And uh, you guys are going to have to start learning, I think, to stand for your freedom. You have a tyrannical uh, prime minister. Trudeau is off his rocker. And uh, but I think what's happening here in the United States is a reflection of what's happening there. And I just want to encourage you. Uh, they can they can have Christmas may have been forbidden, but Christ never is. And he is in your heart. And we are praying for you, just uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, just lifting you guys up. And Becky, I'm going to put this back to the top of the things I'm praying for, for the nations, particularly for those of you who are living right now in Canada. Last voicemail I'm going to play today comes from Cindy Vaughn in Mount Vernon, Washington. Good morning, Heidi. This is Cindy Vaughn from Mount Vernon, Washington. And as I listened to the segment this morning on Beth Moore, I continue to be convinced that this current battle is within the church, separating the wheat from the tares, preparing us for a time when we will be called on to stand for the truth, especially against those within the church and the Christian community. Thank you for all you do. You are appreciated. Hey, Cindy, thanks for your uh, statement. Uh, And uh, first of all, I believe that we know each other. We do because uh, because we used to live in Mount Vernon. So it was nice to hear your voice. My husband heard it and he was like, whoa, that's Cindy. So that was kind of fun. Uh, Cindy, you're right about Beth Moore. And I do believe that there is a sifting happening. The church is definitely being sifted right now. We're seeing the wheat and the tares. Do I think that Beth Moore is not a Christian? Absolutely not. I, th- I think she knows the Lord. There is a, there's this weird woke um part of the church right now that has been lulled into sleep. This uh, people who are emotional by nature, very emotional, driven by their emotions, I think have absolutely been caught up in this. You know, we are sacrificing truth on the altar of mercy. And as I've said many times here at the podcast, what we should be valuing as Christians above all else is truth. We must value truth and the study of of the word of God and knowing the truth. And what I see, and I think Beth Moore is a perfect example of this, is we're not studying uh, for, for the truth anymore. We're studying so that the culture can feel like we're listening. And that's not ever what Jesus told us to do. And so I'm going to encourage you again uh, just hang in there, you guys. I know this is frustrating. I've, I've, Cindy's comment has really echoed many of the comments that I've received since I decided to talk openly about Beth Moore. And the only reason I did it was because she came out so openly and made her opinion so very, very clear. Also, I thought it was interesting that afterward, when she was roundly criticized by many people, not just me, I mean, I was the least of the people that criticized what she said, but she didn't take it back. She doubled down. And I think we're going to see that. I think there's a separating happening in the church. And it actually breaks my heart on the one hand. And on the other hand, I think, you know what? There's a remnant. There are people who actually want to just follow Jesus for the sake of following Jesus and to be as true to his word as we possibly can. And when we start embracing things that God says not to embrace, when we see churches offering uh, services to just people of color or like a church offering their food from their food pantry is happening in Gresham, Oregon, just to people of color. Could you guys imagine what would happen if if uh, we did that? White people only uh, Christmas services or white people only church services. We would be a tarred and feathered and run out of town on a rail. Because that would be obvious racist, right? And this is also racism. So whenever we start judging people by the color of their skin, it's, wait for it, racist. 
that's actually racist. And so uh, Black Lives Matter, you guys have heard me say this before, done more to hurt race relations. I think Barack Obama massively hurt race relations. Uh, this constant complaining about our country, the, re, the re-educating of our children, um, looking at history through a completely untrue lens as we've done in revisionist history in this nation. Wow, we got a lot of work to do. And you guys heard me talking about this with my friend Alex, right? A couple weeks ago, pull your kids out of public school. I'm, I'm not even going to tiptoe around it anymore. We got to pull our kids out of public school and wake them up. And we do that by reading the gospel and, and really studying the Bible. Okay, this question came from Heidi. Hey, Heidi, I like your name. <laughs> she said, how would you differentiate between the justice of the Bible and the social justice movement of the left? Well, I think the main way, Heidi, that you differentiate between those two is to say one is rooted in God's system of justice and one is rooted in man's system of justice. So we know what the Bible tells us to do, right? To love justice and mercy and walk humbly with the Lord. That's Micah 6, 8. We are called to love justice, but these people are worshiping justice. And they're not worshiping justice as God defines it. They're worshiping justice based on a false system of measurement that is rooted in victimization. That's where you get um, restitution, right? This idea that we've got now that um, AOC and the squad and all these, you know, radical uh, leftists that have infiltrated really and invaded our country in the highest seats of authority in the land, they are looking at restitution as a way of making people pay for their ancestors, for the sin of their ancestors. Well, if that's what we're going to do, then everybody should just give up all their money right now because none of our ancestors are without sin. None of them. And not even AOC or the rest of them. And so uh, social justice is a sickness, I believe. And it's n- and when you differentiate, one is rooted in, in uh, the justice that comes from the Bible, which is God's justice, it's gospel. Social justice is root- rooted in, wait for it, the social movement, this idea that man can decide what's best for other people. And we, as believers, we get those things from God's word. And so... Black Lives Matter, what we're seeing in our churches, shamefully so, with these pastors who have, you know, gotten onto the woke train. You guys are seeing what's happening with the 1619 Project. It's it's crazy. Uh, critical race theory now that's being promoted in our churches. These are devastating things rooted in a false gospel of social justice. So you guys need to run from it. Social justice and biblical justice are not the same thing. There's an, actually a book written on this. I'm trying to get the author of that book on the show so you guys can hear his defense. It is excellent. Absolutely excellent. Uh, but Heidi, that was a great question. So I appreciate it. Again, I appreciate you guys writing in. This is how um, this is how we grow, right? And just talking to each other. This one comes from Leslie in Pennsylvania. She says, Heidi, my mother-in-law has been told that she has cancer for a third time, and this is not good. She's getting worse by the day. I have three young daughters who absolutely adore their Nana, and a visit would be good for them and my mother-in-law. My father-in-law told us we will need to quarantine for 10 days and wear masks everywhere we go before we can see her. However, we feel strongly that cutting all social activities for our kids and strapping a mask on their face every time they step out of the house is teetering on the edge of child abuse. Leslie, I agree. I understand the fear and uncertainty my in-laws are experiencing right now. My husband is a cancer survivor and you never forget what it feels like. So now we are at a loss. 
We are willing to only visit if we're completely healthy to sanitize and wash our hands the moment we arrive and wear masks while visiting, but I'm not sure I can turn my kids' lives upside down in such a way that I know is pointless and can even be harmful to them. So Leslie, you are really caught right here in between a rock and a hard place because of your love for your mother-in-law and for your in-laws. So I would I think I would be inclined if I was in this position to do exactly what you're doing. There's wisdom in it. You're not saying, hey, no, we're not wearing a mask around you. We're not doing any of that stuff. No, you're being very respectful. You're saying we won't come if there's even a hint of illness. We will wash our hands. We will wear a mask. Um, and I think that's, I think that is satisfactory. Having people in my own home who are, um, you're in my family, not in my home, but in my family who are immunocompromised, that's what we do as well. But to ask you to quarantine for 10 days is, uh, I think borders on ridiculous. And it's this, again, it's this, this idea that somehow you are, you will be responsible for the death of another human being and it's wrong. And they're making you view your freedom as selfish and that's wrong also. So I, it sounds to me like you are um, handling in this, this in the best way that you can and I would just encourage you, just keep praying as you move forward in this relationship. And I would pray really just that the Lord gives your mother and father-in-law peace, that they that they remember that their days have already been ordained for them. And uh, you guys quarantining for 10 days and wearing masks everywhere you go isn't going to change that. So I appreciate you writing in. Allison from Chattanooga, one of my favorite towns in the whole world, Tennessee. I'm with you on the scandemic, but how do you respond to people who bring up the uptick in hospitalizations? My family does this to me and I'm not sure how to respond. All right. So this, this time of year, Allison, there are upticks in hospitalizations anyway right? Have you noticed that there's no flu anymore? We're not talking about the flu. We're not talking about pneumonia. Now they're talking about the the Rona vaccine. If you take the vaccine, even if you get the first and then the required second dose, you're still going to have to wear a mask. You're still going to have to social distance. Tell me how this is how this is helping at all. It's not helping. And so when I, when people say, but the hospitalizations, you guys, it's winter time. And so there are always hospitalizations on the uptick in the winter time, and why we're so afraid of this one, I will never understand. I will never be able to uh, reconcile why we're, why we're dealing it with this way. It's definitely the the virus is real. I told you guys we had uh, a young mother in our family uh, contract pneumonia, and then she contracted COVID. She is uh, five months pregnant right now, and about four weeks ago, three weeks ago. She was on a ventilator in a hospital in Portland. So I know that this, that the, the pandemic, I know that the virus, I'm not even going to call it a pandemic. The virus is real. The way that we are responding to it is absolutely criminal. It borders on the insane. And so you can say, oh, there's a virus and believe in the virus and wash your hands and don't go out when you're sick, just like you would always do personal responsibility. But this idea that somehow if you don't wear a mask, you're responsible for their, an uptick in people getting sick is just ridiculous. We live on the earth and there are hazards involved with living here. So uh, I can totally, I hear you where you're coming from. And uh, that's, you know, that's always what I say to people. Heather wrote, Heidi, can you help us find an open church? Well, Heather, I don't know where you live. <laughs> so I would, I would have to know where you guys live. Here's something I would love to do though. So all of you who are listening to me, um, if you could go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday and just fill out that form and type in the subject line, open church, 
I would be willing to publish those on my website. I will give a list of open churches by city and state so that you guys can find them. Also, this goes out to all of you who are interested in bringing my conference, Faith That Speaks, to your area. If you have an open church that's not requiring masks and doing all the crazy things, we would be interested in bringing our our conference to you in 2021. We are putting up a tour, trying to put a tour together right now. Uh, That is a wonderful, wonderful one and a half day event. And you guys are going to learn so much. You're going to be so encouraged. We worship together. You're going to get awesome swag bag. You're going to have lunch together. It's going to be fantastic. So uh, it looks to me, again, like a lot of my speaking season is going to be canceled. And so we are pivoting and we are looking to fill up that calendar with Faith That Speaks conferences. So check it out. And Heather, if you will um, be patient and bear with me, we'll try to get a list of open churches up on the website for you guys to find. Denise writes in, Heidi, how do I begin homeschooling? This is a great question, Denise. Uh, Thank you for writing in. Listen, you guys, I always tell people, this is where I always start. I go to hslda.org. That's the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Click on your state. And they have resources there to beat the band. And the first thing you want to do is find out what your state, um, what your state requirements are. How old is a is compulsory age for educating a child in your state? And then you want to just start researching where you can find support. One of the most important things you will ever do, Denise, is get hooked up with a group of homeschoolers. And they can tell you exactly how to do it. I have written a book called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight. Often, uh, this is a book I recommend to moms who are trying to figure out, okay, I've just added homeschooling to my already busy life. How do I do it? That's what that whole book is for. And so again, that's called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight, Managing Your Days Through the Homeschool Years. There's schedules in there. There's all kinds of things. It's very, very practical information. The Forge is written by my friend. Zan Tyler. But uh, Denise, this is hard for me to answer your question again, because I don't know how old your kids are. I don't know if you're going to start homeschooling, you know, a three-year-old in which I would say, don't do much of anything. Or if you've got a high school that you're pulling out of school, but definitely I can tell you, go to hslda.org, look up your state, get hooked up with your state organization, find someone who lives in your area and then get plugged in. One of the things that we are trying to do is help Uh, people start homeschool resource centers. And that's where I'm going to end today. I want to invite those of you who are listening to this and you say, we would love to have a homeschool resource center here. You guys, I know that I know that this is a viable solution to the pandemic that we are having of spiritual and emotional catastrophic level of wickedness in our schools. And we have seen this now. We know that this can work. We know it can work for you. We know that um, we can help you. And so if you're interested in learning how to start a a, a homeschool resource center in your neck of the woods, we want to invite you to come out and see what we're doing here. Uh, January 8th and 9th, you guys need to get yourselves here. Tickets are just 20 bucks. So it's very cheap once you get here. Um, And we're going to spend a day, all day Saturday and the Friday evening sharing a vision with you for how you can start these. So if you guys are serious about planting a homeschool resource center, you guys, they will be lighthouses to people around you who are pulling their kids out of public schools by the, literally by the tens of thousands right now. And it's my hope and Jay's hope and everyone here at Firmly Planted Family 
that once you guys pull your kids out, we're going to help you keep them out because there is life ahead of you. And there's so much more life in homeschooling than there ever has been in the public education system. And we know, we know that we know that planning a homeschool resource center is a viable alternative. The other thing we're going to be talking about is how you can start a homeschool cooperative in your church. So if you're a pastor listening to this and you're thinking, boy, I just don't know if I can, uh, if I could do a resource center, but we could definitely make our church available for a homeschool cooperative. We did this for 15 years. We've planted over 60 of them around the United States and Canada, and we would love to help you do that as well. So for more information on that, go to fphrc.org, or you can give us a call here at the Homeschool Resource Center for more information. We love you guys. We so appreciate that you send in questions. We thank you very much for supporting this podcast, uh, particularly supporting it financially. Thank you for sending in your year-end donations. If you're interested in uh, giving to the nonprofit, you can simply do that by uh, going to the show notes today and you can Donate to Friendly Planted Family, which is the nonprofit, or if you're interested in helping us with our podcast or the ministry that is Mom Strong International, that is done through DonorBox. Those are two separate organizations that uh, we, Jay and I both run. One is a nonprofit. The other one is not. I think I've told you guys why already before. So before I leave today, I want to give a shout out to a couple of awesome donors, Ashley from Clovis, California. Thank you so much, Ashley, for giving to uh, support the podcast. Sharon from Missouri, Lisa from Cumming, Georgia, who wrote, Heidi, keep leading the way. You've inspired me to be bolder in my faith and have been a much needed strong voice of truth in an ever darkening world. Thank you for what you do. Keep pressing ahead. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much for writing in. We so appreciate that. And for everyone who's leaving reviews for the podcast over at iTunes, you guys are encouraging us. Uh, Lauren wrote in, I've been listening to Heidi's podcast for two years. It has blessed me so much. It's helped me grow in my faith and made me feel equipped to homeschool my children. Listening to Heidi stand firm on God's word encourages me to do this, to do the same. I was able to meet her in person at a pop-up book signing and she is a real deal. Lauren, that just made my day. Uh, We're hoping to do more of those pop-up book deals as we travel around the country. If you guys are interested in having me speak, now is the time to get that on your calendar and on mine. If you go to HeidiStJohn.com, in fact, I'll link back to it in the show notes today, how you guys can bring either Faith That Speaks to your neck of the woods or have me come and speak for your church or your uh, retreat. We would be honored to do so. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting this ministry. We're praying for you and I'll see you at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.